Hand on it. And to all of those that would like to destroy the future of the greatest country in the world, our message to them is the same as my grandfather's. Them that's going, get on the wagon. Them that ain't, get out of the way. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us today because you know we are going to tell you the truth and give you the facts because we want you to be better informed to help make this a better America. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. How are you today? Hey, Herman, how is your Memorial Day weekend? Outstanding. That's what we like to hear. I had one thing on my honeydew list and that was cleaning the porch and the deck i, I, did, I did that, that too how about yeah. that and that way i was able to go play 18 holes of golf yesterday <laughs> so let's just make sure we get that in there yeah uh i got my golf in early on sunday morning uh, yep. yes see you can't let the honeydew list interfere totally with a long weekend so. uh no no and you can't have guilty golf either as now i know this is it. not a topic that the listeners care about but uh, I'm getting to the point where I might be getting ready to challenge you to a golf game. I'm ready. You come up and bring uh, your clubs anytime. Let we'll me go play. You, no, let me tell you. I, I'm actually pleased with the way I'm hitting the ball. That's good. And so I might be ready to take on the great Jimmy oh, stop. Now, what is your handicap? Uh, I'm down at an 8 or 9 these days. See, he's an 8 or 9, folks. That means he has to give me about... Um, 12 strokes Every, because I'm a better. 20. I'm a 20. Okay. All right. So we'll, we'll talk about that. I'm ready to play, yeah, we, We're going to turn it into a, how about a, we're going to turn it into a challenge in order to raise funds for one of our favorite causes Sounds good here to me. WSB. Now, since you, since Congress is gone, you're not connected today, right? <laughs> I'm not connected to <laughs> You're the most lawmakers. connected man in D.C. Yeah, to no, who? <laughs> we're connected, but uh, it's actually sort of a story, an interesting angle as to with lawmakers not here. When we spoke to you last week, uh, just before the Memorial Day weekend, and I'm sure some people were already tuning out to start the weekend, and I don't blame you <laughs> at that point in time, uh, we had the Senate wrapped up that trade vote on Friday evening and got that done. So that's through the Senate now, that bill that would expedite any U.S.-Asian trade deal that will go now to the House where, I don't know, I think it will be another close vote over in the House of Representatives sometime in June. And then the Senate moved on to this issue of uh, NSA surveillance. Uh, there had been a lot of maneuvering going on for weeks, and in the end there was this bill that had been approved in the House on an easy bipartisan vote that would make some changes in the Patriot Act, make some other changes in uh, government surveillance efforts against terrorism, and it had a big bipartisan majority for it. But in the Senate, it could not get 60 votes. The Senate Republican leadership didn't like that plan, and they were fighting openly against it and trying to get their own bill through. That didn't go anywhere either. I don't understand that. Yeah, really and so don't. everybody left home, left here. They're gone this week, and yet we're coming to the end uh, next Sunday night. So May 31st, midnight going to June 1st. There's one big provision, uh, three provisions overall when it comes to terrorism surveillance that will expire. One deals with that allows the, well, that has been used by the NSA to allow for the bulk collection of phone records. You know, the very controversial item that was revealed by Edward Snowden, the leaker. So 
what's happening now is that bill that had been approved in the House, that was going to get rid of that anyway and set up a new structure that said, well, if the NSA wants access to these phone records, they've got to go to court, get a court order, go to the phone companies and get it that way, not just collect the records on their own. But with this inaction in the Senate, Herman, you know, whether or not we get that bill through, nobody knows, but I was told yesterday by a senior intelligence official, they don't care what what the Congress is going to do. They're going to wind down that NSA program and make sure that by June 1st, it's not happening anymore. There is no more bulk collection of records going on by the NSA. So that is definitely going to change no matter whether the Congress gets its acting gear and does anything. So on Sunday, this coming Sunday, the Senate will come back in for a rare Sunday session and see if by then they can, you know, create any deal to either approve the USA Freedom Bill that was approved in the House or maybe something different. So sort of an odd scene that everybody ran out of town for their break, and yet we left this big issue unsettled here in the Congress. You just mentioned something that raises a question. Couldn't the NSA, let's let's assume for the moment that the Patriot Act expires, couldn't the NSA get a court order on a specific situation and go and get the information from the same sources that they are now getting the information? Uh, I would think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. I yeah. mean, if they're in an investigation, it would seem like they would be. What the uh, the House bill does is sort of set up a framework, an established framework for that, to make sure that the rules, same rules are followed in every case. Yes. And for whatever reason, the Republican leadership has really pushed back against that bill, and that has been put that has been approved in the House both late last year and this year by very strong bipartisan majorities. Uh, one thing I'll say uh, is this: is that. It's not the entire Patriot Act that expires this coming Sunday at midnight. Right. It's, there are three different provisions of government surveillance law. One deals with Section 215, allowing the bulk collection of records that people have been up in arms about ever since the Patriot Act was approved. Another has to do with uh, roving wiretaps to apply them to terrorism cases. And the third one is on the surveillance of the uh, lone wolf terrorists that no lo- you don't have to say, well, well, I know that that guy is associated with that group, so we can follow him. If you think that anybody just individually might be up to no good, then you can do all kinds of uh, intelligence surveillance on that person. So those are the three items that will expire on Sunday. The broader framework of the Patriot Act and other things will still be there, but it's uh, it spurred all this work. So I don't know where we're going to go. There's definitely back-channel negotiations going on right now, uh, but obviously this was a gamble by the Senate Majority Leader that did not work. Yeah. I, I mean, he, 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 had, he had fought clearly to stop the, the bill that was approved in the House for whatever variety of reasons. Republicans don't like it and want to have changes. Part of this, I think, Herman, is hard to, for people who aren't here in D.C. Not only do you have Republican versus Democrat going on, you also have Senate versus House. Yeah. And I think this is a little of that in this instance, that the Senate didn't want to be jammed, as we say, by the House of Representatives on this issue of NSA surveillance. But you know what? They're not here trying to fix it. They left town because they had a break scheduled. What I haven't heard, maybe you have, why was the majority leader in the Senate, Mitch McConnell, why was he so adamant about trying to pass the Patriot Act unchanged? They want to extend that provision and uh, he and others believe that the bulk collection of records is still okay. 
that they oh. they think that that's all right. Now, obviously, there's a number of others who disagree with that. Like Rand Paul. Rand Paul is one. You're absolutely right. And that was part of his, you know, mini filibuster of last week was yeah. he wanted to raise attention to that issue. Now, again, the bulk collection would end in that bill that was approved already by the House. And, uh, you know, whether we get to Sunday or not, that was their plan, was to then set up a structure where the NSA would have to go to court and say, I want these records, and then you issue the subpoena to the phone companies. There's also some issues with how long the phone company should keep those records, et cetera, et cetera. But this one, uh, the votes don't seem to be there for Senator McConnell, and we'll have to figure out where it goes in coming days. But obviously, starting on June 1st, it looks like that no longer will the NSA collect bulk amounts of telephone records. So just to review, the fast-track legislation passed in the Senate. Yep, still has to be voted on in the House. Has to be voted in the House. Yes. The House passed a version called the Freedom Act relative to the NSA stuff that went to the Senate that didn't go anywhere. They didn't approve that, and they couldn't pass an extension of the existing Exactly, and then Senator McConnell late at night trying, uh, this was after one in the morning, on Saturday morning, he asked several times, okay, well, let's extend current law for, say, a week, you know, to give everybody more time. First it was two months, then it was one month, then it was a week, then it was six days, then it was four days, two days, one day. And each time Senator Rand Paul or uh, another senator objected. So, you know, they, they, they sort of left here at 1.30 in the morning not knowing which way to go on all of this. But, you know, uh, also I look at this, this isn't something that just happened in the last couple of weeks no, or something like nope. that. They've known that this deadline was out there, and too often they do try to jam each other in a sense and force somebody to accept some deal right at the end. Uh, the House of Representatives, though, again, very strong bipartisan majorities in both uh, the Democratic and Republican parties for this bill that they passed over there earlier in, in this month, and I think that that sort of solidified the leadership of both parties to stand back and say, you know what, you need to just pass this bill, and then we'll move on from there. Right. Now, this is somewhat of new news, and that is the whole Supreme Court considering the whole Obamacare issue. I thought they normally would issue the rulings later in the summer, but are you saying that they might do something sooner rather than later? No, that case, I mean, the, the, we're down, we're getting down to the final cases now for the justices. They had three rulings today of sort of minor import, and so we'll start ticking those off one by one. But starting next Monday, when we get into June, we got to all be on our toes. I wouldn't expect that, uh, the Obamacare ruling until you know, June 22nd or June 29th, one of okay. those last Mondays. But yeah, we got to start sort of paying attention now as we move into the month of June as to what the U.S. Supreme Court's going to do on that case, and obviously the gay marriage case as well. Okay, th th those are the two big ones. Yeah, those would be the two biggest ones, and usually what the court does, it's sort of standard operating procedure. They save the biggest rulings for last. But having watched them through the years, you never know what they're going to do and don't make any predictions, but that should be what happens that final few days of June. And, you know, just like anybody else, they want to get away on their summer vacation, and that's about when it starts. Uh, Senator John McCain, uh, looks like somebody may run against him. Yeah. Now, here's my question. Do you recall who ran against him the last time? Who, not off the top of my head, okay. but I'm sure I, the uh, the lovely machine called Google will tell me here yeah, uh, pretty I, quickly. I, I, I recall it was a congressman who actually was a pretty strong candidate, but somehow John McCain pulled it out. And a lot of people in Arizona that I talked to that are in, quote-unquote, the political circles, they wanted him to go to last time, but he keeps pulling it out. 
Uh, he won pretty easily last time, uh, uh, beating a Democrat named Rodney Glassman, 59 to 30, uh, yeah, 59 to like 35 percent. So it wasn't oh, that okay. close in his last re-election bid. I know that former Congressman J.D. Hayworth ran against him in the primary, but I don't think that was a close uh, no. McCain won his primary last time by 24 percent. Okay. It wasn't as close as I thought it was. No, you know, and this is, that's the whole thing as we look ahead, and I, I always sort of chuckle when I see these things. And the news here, actually, let me give the news, is a Democratic member of the House named Ann Kirkpatrick, who uh, represents, I think it's the 1st District in Arizona, he is evidently going to announce that she's running against John McCain in Arizona. And that's a pretty good recruit for the Democrats, frankly. Now, is it the key to unlocking Arizona and flipping that seat? You know, for as much uh, sort of the, the internal opposition that he creates in within the Republican Party for himself. John McCain is not exactly beloved by a lot of people on talk radio. Yeah. He still has done fairly well in winning, winning election, but is it one term too many? Sometimes I've thought about writing a book uh, that's entitled exactly that about the Congress. Uh, it would be a pretty thick book. Sometimes uh, it is. Uh, uh, Jamie, so I think you own something, okay? All right, Herman, we'll see you tomorrow, buddy. Thanks a lot. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show. When you're listening to Herman Cain, Herman Cain, you won't miss any breaking news, and you'll never miss out on a single solution for a better America. Herman Cain is on Coast to Coast. I think Jamie's already working on that book. One term too many. It'll be an interesting read, Jamie. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.